Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the studios of Relight365.com in the Northwoods of Wisconsin. I always say Northwoods, but we're really just in the woods and the northern part of the state. We're the southern gate to the northern woods. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah. I used but to... I mean, to be fair, if you've ever been to Silver's Ranch before, right before, like five miles before you get to camp, there's Highway 64 and, and like Highway 55. Yep. And it seems like 64. It is. That's is where like they, the dividing line. It is. I think a lot of laws for northern lakes are 64 north. Really? Yeah. Oh. So 64 is the dividing line. Because you even notice north. it like snow-wise, yeah. everything. Like you go south of there, not as much snow. Boom, pow, you come to us, yeah. we got snow. Well, well not I, anymore. I but think I usually. figured that out after 50 years being here. I, I think what happens, and I'm not sure because I'm not a weatherman, uh, although I could go on the news and tell you what the weather was today. So I might qualify for that. <laughs> well, to be fair, you probably could be a weatherman based on. I guess so. I guess so. I could go out and be a weatherman. I would, <laughs> based on how accurate sometimes. I would like are. some television station that's listening to offer me one day of doing the weather just for the fun of it to oh, see if I could awesome. do it. Oh, that would be awesome. That would be fun. Just to see if I could do it. I would watch. All right. Um, well, I think what happens is the northern storms are called clippers. comes out of Canada. And they call them clippers, whether they, uh, they're either Alberta clippers or they're called Saskatchewan screamers. <laughs> because they come out of Saskatchewan or they come out of Alberta and they just clip the top of our country. All right. So, As you're talking, I'm Googling this to verify. Yeah, you can verify. Uh, so the Saskatchewan, I don't even know how to spell it. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm trying to Google it. I don't even yeah. know how to spell it. The Saskatchewan screamer and the Alberta clipper, they clip the top of our nation. And we're kind of at the southern end of that clipping zone a lot of times. Not all yeah. the time, but sometimes. And then the northern storms, they come out of the, the Gulf of Mexico. Mm -hmm. I mean, the southern storms come out of the Gulf of Mexico. And a lot of times we're at the northern end of those. Yeah. So we get this overlap kind of where we get the, the northern, you know, Saskatchewan screamers and the, and the Alberta clippers. And then we get the southern Gulf of Mexico moisture, and I think that's why we have a lot of snow. Wow. But You're actually more knowledgeable than I thought. A, a Saskatchewan screamer is a snow-producing low-pressure system that affects the Saskatchewan province of Canada, upper Midwest, and Great Lakes region of the United States. So if you're looking— I stand corrected. I, I verify. So if, if there is a news agency listening to this, I would I would put my stamp of approval on Dave doing weather If you're looking for a weather for substitute guy, I'm him. I, I can be your substitute weather guy. I mean, he just threw down a four-syllable word that I had to Google, and it was correct. And so I almost impressive. pronounced it correctly, too. Yeah, just not spelled it. But that's yeah. okay. Yeah. You know, one of the, it, it's interesting. You go through life, and you begin to see different things. I think you talk about weather. When you look at weather, we live in an area where there's snow and there's cold. And so you prepare for it. Yeah. So you have a vehicle. You have a car. Is it a four-wheel drive? No. No? But the next one would be. The next one would be. We have two vehicles. They're both four-wheel drives. Yeah. One of the things that you realize up here in the north is that you have to be prepared mm -hmm. for snow. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't live here. You know our road gets ice on it for about five months of the year. Oh, yeah. And there's snow on it. Like, yeah. at least an inch of ice, snow, compactness. Always. Always. So you have to learn how to drive in it, and you have to learn. To, the people up here just adapt. And you, and you know that... If we have a good snowfall, it's not going to get plowed for a day and a half. Right. And sometimes when I talk to people who are from southern states or uh, not here anyway, they'll say, I can't, I don't understand how you like being cold. 
And I always look at him funny. It's like nobody un- likes being cold. We don't like being cold. Well, right. You, you like the cold, though. I said, that's different. That's right. I'm actually dressed for it. And if I wasn't dressed for it, I wouldn't like it. And you have two fireplaces. And in I have house. two fireplaces. <laughs> and if you come into my house, it, by the time I leave the area I study in the morning, it's 85 degrees in there. That's right. I don't like being cold. Yeah. However, cold weather doesn't bother me. Why? Because we prepare for it. Yeah. That's all. In life, if you prepare for things and you know what's going on and you know that there's a cause-effect relationship, mm-hmm. you're wise. Yeah. You're not. You know, if you live along the coast. Of, of one of the oceans, and there's 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 hurricanes that could come. You'd be wise to prepare for them, mm-hmm. and if they come, then you were prepared for them. Right. Uh, I was in Alaska speaking, and I, the house I was staying in, I you go through the garage to get in the house, and I noticed that all the water heaters, all the stuff in the garage was on springs, mm. actual springs. They bounced. Interesting. So I could go buy the water heater and tap it, and it would vibrate. It would it would go back and forth. Huh. And I looked at the owner and said, that's cool. And he just looked at me knowing I had no idea why. He said, well, we have earthquakes all the time here. Interesting. And I thought, that's right. You have earthquakes, so you have to think ahead. Yeah. And you created things. So all the pipes have joints in them that are flexible. Yeah. So that the pipe can move back and forth in an earthquake and not <laughs> break. Yeah. All the appliances are on springs. Well, I don't know if the refrigerator is. I, I don't no know. Way. I don't know if the refrigerator is, but in the garage. Oh, in were. the garage. Okay. I'll yeah, like that. the hot water heater appliance might have been the wrong word. Some of those, you know, things that that work on keeping the house. The furnace, if they they obviously have a furnace in Alaska, and and so they have to be careful that the gas pipes don't break mm-hmm. each time there's a shake in the in the ground. I guess. Yeah. And uh, and so they figured out ways to do it. Yeah. A long story to say, really in life. You need to understand that there's a future, and when you understand what it is, you need to prepare for it somehow. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, for example, all of you, you have three boys at home. Yep. You cannot fathom today them growing up and leaving your house. Right. They will. Yeah. And as that time gets closer, I tell you, you need to be ready for it mm-hmm. because it will hit you like a ton of bricks because it will come. Mm-hmm. And by the time it comes, you are so used to having them around yeah. that it's really weird when they leave. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, no matter how much you think you're ready for that day, mm-hmm. um, I think that when you actually think of the end, then as you deal with your children at various ages, you treat them better and more precious because you realize they're not with you most of their life mm-hmm. you know if they stay at your house 18 years yeah and then they're on their own somewhere after that and they live to be 70 right you've only got them 18 years right. where you're living with them and then the rest of the time you're trying to figure out where they're at so you can visit them mm-hmm. and and so you prepare for those things i mean every one of us um, my wife and I know that one day we're going to have to buy a new car. Mm-hmm. So we put money in the bank to buy a new car. Yeah. You know, I mean, we know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. We understand. You prepare. Jesus in Matthew 5, I love the fact that, that what he did in Matthew 5 was talk about the cause-effect relationship in a way that religious people don't like talking about mm-hmm. because they don't want to be legalistic. And I agree. Legalism is an attitude. It isn't an action. And you could be legalistic on just about anything in life but the the bottom line is jesus said 
you know, I know you won't murder. I know murder's bad. You know it's bad. But really, if you hate, that's the same as murder. Mm-hmm. And you think about that, it's a cause-effect thing. So, so you, you hate. If you don't hate anybody in life or mistreat people in life that way or be all about yourself and want other people out of your life, you're not going to murder anybody. Mm-hmm. So Jesus backs up the bus a little bit and says it's, it's the hate thing you don't want to do. Uh, adultery. He says, I know you're not going to commit, you, you, but here, lust. If you, if you lust after somebody, that's committing adultery. So Jesus is saying the thing that leads you to the problem. Yeah. If you do not lust after somebody, I promise you, you will not commit adultery. So really, the attack should be on the lust area. You, you have the commitment not to obviously commit adultery, but then you have the commitment to, to say whatever starts me in the lust area, I need to get rid of. Yeah. And, and you can read Matthew 5, and I encourage you to do it, but Jesus starts focusing on the cause more than the effect. Right. Um, long introduction to try and say, recently we've been handed a lot of money from our nation. Hmm. Yep, stimulus checks. Yeah. And I was telling you, I, when I look at you as a young man, three kids, and you got money from the government, I'm happy for you. Mm-hmm. I really am. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. I hope you used the money well, and, and I'm glad you could get it. But then my, my old brain goes to this cause thing. It's like, okay, can I, can I be bold enough to ask, where's that money coming from? That's Do you know where bit, it's coming a, from? I don't know. You know, it's got to come from somewhere. Yeah, who's paying for this? Somebody's going to have to. If all of a sudden you showed up with a lot of money, wouldn't that be a normal question for me to ask? Yeah, totally. So you came and you said, look, I got a million bucks and you're holding it. Yeah. You'd Ooh. be like, uh, where did that come from? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Here, just take it. I would think I don't want to take it. But why? It doesn't matter where it came from. It does. Right. It does. <laughs> it matters. Because if you take it and it came from a bad spot, all of a sudden, yeah, you're going to be in trouble too. Yeah. Now, you and I grew up in a certain neighborhood down in Chicago. I mean, we went, went to the same church. That, and I had, I had friends who were actually active in some of the mob activities. They weren't believers, obviously, at, the, at that time. Some of them are now, but they weren't then. Mm-hmm. And so they did things that were questionable. Now, I don't know what they did. I didn't hang out with them that much. Friend, I shouldn't even say friend. I should say more acquaintances than friends. Yeah, but I remember once one of the guys said, "Hey, you knew I needed a car and talked to me. You need a car? I can get you one." And I said, "Where's it going to come from?" It's <laughs> a valid question. I didn't want to buy a stolen car. Right, right. And he looked at me and smiled. He didn't even disagree. He looked at me and smiled and said, "Good question." Yeah. He said, "Yeah, you probably don't want to buy one from me." Mm-hmm. And that was it. And I never bought one from him. And I thought, "Yeah." I, it matters where it comes from. I'm sorry. I do not want to drive a stolen vehicle. Uh, in fact, here's a true story. Years ago, there was a young man who really struggled with, with things. And I had, a, I had a, um, a, an ATV. Right. Oh, I didn't have an ATV. I had a motorcycle, actually. I didn't want my motorcycle anymore. And I, I was talking to him one day, and I said, you know what? I, the motorcycle isn't practical. My wife doesn't like a motorcycle got kids i I must rather have a then they didn't have four wheelers they had three wheelers oh yeah honda made those three wheels three wheelers yep i said i'd love one of those you know to just get around and and get rid of my motorcycle 
And he looked at me and said, I have one. I'll trade you. I said, oh, okay. Because actually my old motorcycle and the value of a you know, three-wheeler was about the same. So he said, yeah, I'll bring it. I, mean, yeah, I can get it. Um, I'll go get it tomorrow and bring it over. I, okay. So he brought it over, and I looked it over, and, he, and I said, well, write me a bill of sale. So he did. And, and, um, and I gave him a bill of sale, you know, and basically said we traded, and I took it and used it for many, many years. Yeah. So many years later, like 10 years later, okay, maybe more, I get a phone call from the police in Illinois. Mm. And they say, are you so-and-so? Did you have this vehicle? Yes. Well, you owe the insurance company $2,000. What? I said, what for? He said, well, do you know that he stole that three-wheeler from a, a place right down the street? No. Well, he did. I said, really? Yeah, and the insurance company now that we've found him, he's in jail. Yeah. And the insurance company found him, and, and so um, they paid a claim on that. And I'm thinking, okay, first of all, my, my practical mind went crazy because I licensed this thing with the right number for like 10 years. Right, right. And I never got approached by anybody about it being stolen. Right. However, he was in jail, and I, this was legit. It was stolen. I went and looked up the report. It was, there was a three-wheeler stolen on that day that we made the trade. Hmm. And I'm driving it all over, and the people who owned it actually only lived about 10 miles from here. Hmm. And I'm driving it all over. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh. It matters where things come from. Oh, yeah. Well, eventually, to, to, so you're not on the edge of your seat, I called the guy. He was just getting out of prison, and I called him when he got out, and I said, you owe the insurance company 2000 mm -hmm. And if you don't pay him 2000 then I'll press charges against you. Right. And he said, yeah, okay. So he did. He paid up, and, hmm. and it was taken care of, and I never had to pay for something I didn't even have anymore wow and it was so interesting but it matters where it comes from right. I, I couldn't buy a car from one guy because where it came from so as you get this stimulus money as happy as i am for you yeah i'm also very concerned yeah because i'm not sure how this is going to work in the long run mm -hmm. not only that there's a psychological factor that goes on mm -hmm. here's what i know at my age i know that one of the things elected officials do is try and give people something for nothing because they're counting on this. They're counting on the fact that if they make your life easier and better and give you something, mm -hmm. you will not be able to vote against them. Mm. Yeah. They're not counting on you liking them right. or even wanting them in office, but they will count on you not to vote against them because you'll be afraid that your life will be diminished in that area. Right. Well, and, and even as me, like as I approach, you know, the last year and just looking at what the government has been doing, you know, I mean, obviously there's natural questions that come, but you know, that the illustration that we talked about off air, you know, that I want to bring up is it, the government in this case is almost like a magician, right? You know, it's like, all right, here's the money. But like, when you look at the statistics of, like, say, the most recent uh, bill that passed, one point nine trillion stimulus, stimulus bill. bill, only nine percent of it, so nine percent of one point nine trillion, whatever that is, right, went towards those payments, you know, and COVID relief. So that means ninety-one percent went elsewhere. Yeah, 
you know, and the way a magician works is he tries to get you focused over here while there's something else going on that you're not paying attention to. And that's, that's the thing. It's like, so what's going on here? That's the question I ask. Yeah. But oftentimes a lot of us, you know, we're just satisfied with, oh, this is great. Yeah. You know, I didn't have to do anything for this. Now, do you normally personally spend a lot more money than you make? No, no. I mean, we budget. Okay. So you don't spend more money than you make? No, no. Apart from your house, you have a mortgage on your house. Do you have a loan on your car? No, no. The only thing we have is our house. Okay. Which is pretty normal and and very conservative, by the way. Yeah. And and I think that's right. Yeah. Um, What's interesting there is, see, you wouldn't do what the government just did. Right. Because the government doesn't have any money. But here's the hard part. You can't even unaccept the money. I don't think there's any way to say no. You know, for me, my wife and I, all of a sudden the money was in our account. Mm-hmm. And one day she told me, oh, by the way, we got the stimulus check in our account. I'm thinking, really? Right. How do we get that? Well, right. we, we pay taxes by, you know, just automatic withdrawal, deposit, whatever it is. I don't even know. So they have our bank numbers and they just put it in our bank account. Yeah, direct deposit. I'm thinking, yeah. You know the government now. Now, what am I supposed to do? Go to go to the president of the United States and the and the party that's in power right now and say, "Oh, thank you. This is so wonderful that you gave me money that I did not need from a bank account that has no money." Mm-hmm. That now I am a citizen of this country. Now, what am I supposed? Who's paying this? Mm-hmm. Someone's got to pay it, right? So down the road, we will either have a total financial collapse. Where people will have such a burden. There's not one politician that's going to want you to pay this back because you wouldn't vote for them in general. You might, but you really, the mentality is you're not going to vote for them. And now they're even trying to to do that. I'm just reading this. Biden just canceled a billion dollars in student loan debt. This is from the Money Wise magazine or paper. Oh, wow. And it was talking about do you qualify. I'm not going to read the whole article, but the idea... You know, if, if if I'm the president of the United States or I'm a part of the Republican or Democratic Party, I want students, while they're in college, I want them to see that associating with me or my party will benefit them. Mm-hmm. That's all I want them to see. Yeah. Because then the rest of their lives are going to have a hard time voting against mm-hmm. me. I saw that in um, in Chicago. Yeah. You know, it, it was really hard as we grew up for anyone to vote against the original Mayor Daley. Mayor Daley was a genius Mm -hmm. at taking care of people. And the idea that if he was in office, your streets would be plowed, your garbage would be picked up. In fact, during the election cycle, we used to have the garbage men go to our back door and knock and ask if we had any more garbage. (laughs) And this was because Mayor Daley was up for election again. Mm. it's an old 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 strategy just make people feel good about me and what i give them and if they do then they'll keep me in power because they won't vote against themselves um one of the the things when president obama was president i remember i was concerned because i believe it was then that over 50 percent of the children in america got some benefit hmm just by the fact of decrees or government programs or something, some benefit that if another leader were in place that would say we need to live responsibly and within a budget, it would be taken away. Mm-hmm. And I thought we're in trouble 
because now over 50% of the families will feel obliged hmm. to vote for this party. Right. Now, President Biden and his administration has taken it to a, a different level. Mm-hmm. Everybody. And I'm not saying President Trump was innocent on some of this either, because even when he sent it out, he personally had his name on the check. Yeah. So I don't think this is a, a, a unique strategy by a politician. Right, right. But right now, what President Trump did is dwarfed by what President Biden is doing. Mm-hmm. And President Biden, if he and his party can down the road say, look what we did for you. Do, do you not want that anymore? Mm-hmm. So my question to you is, if, if you're president of the United States, how do I tell the people that we need to pay this back and who's going to pay it back? Right. I don't know. I mean, how do I do it? I don't know. Because if I come to you and be honest, I'm going to say, we're going to take half your salary next year. Hmm. Because we need to pay our debts back. Mm-hmm. And we're obligated to. So I hope you enjoyed it while you had it. Right. Because we have to pay it back somehow. Mm-hmm. Who's paying it? Right. Who has that kind of money? Um, I don't know. It, when you hear someone say the rich should pay it, does that make sense? No, to me it doesn't make sense. I mean, how? How? Who's the rich? You know, who is it that is rich in our country? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the definition of rich is. It's right. just those people get picked on a lot. Same with anybody, nobody, somebody. They all get picked on quite a bit. Right. Um, and the rich people get picked on. I think it's important when you think of Matthew 5 and you think of our country, you think of your personal finances. Mm-hmm. You think of your personal relationships. You need to think the cause and effect. If this is played out, what will happen down the road? Mm-hmm. So my wife and I actually, with the stimulus money in, in our age bracket, we looked at it. Honestly, we don't need it. Yep. Um, I, I feel like the nation's irresponsible, so I don't want it because I think we're being irresponsible. Um, so we put it in a bank account, and we're just going to hold it until they tax us. Yeah. So that when they do tax us, we're not unprepared. Mm-hmm. Because what I'm beginning to believe is that the government's doing things to keep us dependent upon them. Mm-hmm. Whether it be the COVID virus, or whether it be a stimulus check, or whether it be... I think there's more and more dependency happening in our country where the only answer is going to be the government. Right. And I think it's intentional. And that's my thought for what it's worth. I don't know if you see something like that or you think I'm off base. No, I mean, I see it. I mean, even, I mean, we don't have socialized health care, but I mean, already I feel like our health care is, oh, is dependent on the government. You we know, do. I, I have to go through healthcare.gov. To get a health care plan. And you get you get subsidized. And then I get subsidized for it, right. So we do have health care. Yeah. You know, and so it's already, uh, it's just baby steps. Yeah. You know. And when you go to Medicare, which I am or have, do you know that it's it's about twice more expensive for me now? Yeah, well, yeah. And I, originally I would look down and go, okay, that isn't a problem. Right. Because uh, older people have more issues. Right. So that makes sense to me. Yeah. However, remember what happened now. We've, I've worked for 40-plus years and put money away. Right. And now I still have a huge bill for my medical. Right. If I could have put all that money into a different account. Into your own account 
For your own medical. I would not have an issue. Yep. But the government had it. Right. And somehow they're leaving me dependent on them. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that scares me for the future for the United States of America. We are, we are people that are getting uh, magically induced mm -hmm. to think that we're being helped. But the more our country prints money and makes promises and actually does the magic act of, I want you to really like me. I'm going to give you things that now make you dependent upon me. Mm -hmm. The more we do that, right. the more danger we're in. Yeah. Independence is what makes people free. Yeah. So if the government, if anyone's listening in the government, I don't think this is their favorite podcast, so I don't think so. But if anyone is, the, the real mature person who gets it is saying, I want the people that are in this nation to be free, not enslaved. Yeah. In order to do that, they need to be people who have a country that's out of debt mm -hmm. so the tax rate can stay low. Yeah. I need to ensure that they have things in place. If I make a promise like Medicare, I need to make good on those promises. If I'm going to use their resources, I need to use them at least as good as they would. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, the government has to become responsible. Yeah. Um, somehow we become too dependent uh, on the government. But I think you personally, anyone listening, if you would take time to to look at the cause-effect relationship, you know, what you guys do with your stimulus money is totally up to you. But I have a feeling that not too long from now, everyone in the nation will regret the fact that we got it. Mm. And those people who spent it quickly will not have the resources to deal with whatever comes yeah, because of the bait and switch that, that seems to have happened. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know when irresponsibility became responsible. I, I don't know when that happened. Mm. But I don't think it can ever be twisted in a way that makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. You know, how could you be irresponsible with anything and say, we're the loving party? Right. Because you're irresponsible, you're loving? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure that that works. Yeah. Not only that, I think it puts the church to sleep, and that could be another podcast for us. I think those who are truly in need in our communities, I think the church has a mandate to care for them. Right. I don't think the government does. I think the church does. Mm -hmm. But because the government has, we don't. Yeah. So we don't take care of them anymore. We don't take care of maybe the widows and the orphans like we should have. Right. And because of that, I think down the road we're going to regret the position we're in mm -hmm. um, as a nation or whatever. Uh, please pray for our president. Pray for those that uh, are in charge of the budget and look for ways that you could be responsible in life and don't be afraid of the cause-effect things. Look at the cause. If you think the effect down the road isn't going to be right, then change what you're doing in the cause side. Right. Um, and personally don't spend more than you make and you'll probably be okay down the road. Yeah, and we've talked about that in previous episodes, you know, and you could head over and check out um, a lot of our discussions on relate365.com and uh, catch up on some of the other things that we've talked about. We try to talk about everyday stuff from two different perspectives. That way we could just dialogue because we think it's very important to dialogue and have conversations. Even if you may disagree with somebody, it's good to talk about things. It helps you understand better. It helps you even solidify your own reasonings why you might believe in something. 
Um, and so as we look at the, the, the current situation of our nation, you know, as Dave said, you know, just continue to pray for our nation, our leaders and our government and make the, the small steps within your realm of influence that you can to make an impact. But unfortunately, that's all the time that we have for uh, the show today here on Younger Nola. This is Jason and Dave. We'll take care. Take care. See you next time. Bye bye.